You're listening to The Science of Superpowers with Tonya Dawn Reclar. Listen here, read the book, and dive into the experience. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Science of Superpowers. So glad you're joining us again. And here we have with us Dr. Ayn Kate Sullivan. Hey, Ayn, how are you? Great. How are you? Fabulous. What a treat. We very rarely are, are in the same room anymore, right? Doing interviews together. Ain is one, uh, one of our amazing hosts over on Wisdom of the Ages and message, Messages of Infinite Life with Mira by Debbie over there. And so she's doing amazing things in the network and has been for quite a long time. And so we're super excited to feature her this month celebrating Women's History Month. And so I'm going to read our statement about that. The Superpower Network celebrates Women's History Month and is proud to align with the 2023 theme of honoring the women who tell our stories. As more women endeavor to find their voices and share their experiences, we open pathways for others to follow. We love you, love each other. So welcome, welcome, that's what we're talking about today. And we're gonna talk with you specifically about the power of crafting worlds through stories. And so with over 15 books published, right, many more on the way, and that's impressive, right? Plus a couple PhDs in there, plus a few, few other things. But what I love and what I love brag, when I brag about you, Ain, and I do brag about you a lot, I brag about you and I'm like, dude, she's a bard, like a <laughs> bard, like who gets to say that? And so talk a little bit about, you know, this is why I love that you're leading off our, 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 our women's month on storytelling, because that's a serious storytelling pathway and, and, and you chose it and you did it. So can you share a little bit about what being a bard is all about and what that was like for you? Oh, well, first of all, it's my favorite topic. So thank you for having me on the show. This is great. Love it. So, you know, just historically, I would say that the women in my family loved telling stories. I grew up in the South and in Virginia. And but we have this British Irish, this really Scots Irish lineage. And I got the opportunity to go and collect folklore in Ireland. Now it blew me away. I was in my twenties, blew me away. I, I found out about bards. I'm like, what is a bard? You know, boy, a bard, right? What is this? It's a story. It's somebody who's a storyteller. There's a big tr- Welsh tradition. My family go back to the Llewellyn. So I was like, of course. So I was picked up, actually joined the, the order of bards, ovates and druids and went through the bardic phase and the ovate phase and now sort of the pre-druid phase, which is kind of fun. And in this group, we're, re- we're dreaming back an ancient, let's say 25,000 year history of storytellers. And what I love about this tradition is that it's all about equality between the masculine and the feminine, our love of nature, our mm-hmm. love of God, our love of all the different realms and worlds. So perfect topic today. Perfect topic. And, and it seems like a lot of folks are playing with this. Or you see this depicted in, in social media and pop culture and in, in the movies and books. Like it, this isn't new stuff, right? We've known that we craft our worlds and we can create, you know, we have imaginations and everything else. And here at Superpower Experts, we take it a little bit more seriously than that, right? We look at our storytelling as programming, right? It's what we start to believe about ourselves. It's what we believe is possible. Um, it's how we look at the world, right? When we when we dive into stories, they sink in and, and we don't even have to spend a lot of time in them for them to sink in, right? When, when we see a depiction of, of a person doing something 
miraculous, right? There's something innocent wonders. Well, could I do that? Right. Or, or, or is it possible? Or, or, you know, and we discovered that with the whole superpower thing from the beginning, asking people, what are your superpowers? And, and people responding, right. From all different walks of life, all different professions, all different, you know, ends of the earth. Like, it's amazing that it, that, that spark of like, I could be special. Like I could have a, a special power or an ability or, or a gift to share, right? Whether we see that as a spiritual imbued, you know, ability or gift or God given or, or, or just a, an innate, you know, human potential gift. We, we all sort of have this desire, this hope to believe in that. And I think it comes through in our storytelling and so do the shadows, right? So do the things of like, wait, hold up. What else is there too, right? And so, and so we get to craft worlds when we, when we start telling stories and having the courage to tell stories, right? Diving into the traditions and pulling them out and making them relevant for today. That's one of the things that I'm really impressed with your work. Um, that's one of the things I'm really impressed with about your work is the ability to take stuff that that's, you know, for, for the most part, historical or, or sort of out of context in our current modern systems and bring it forward in a relevant way where we can all kind of find ourselves in it. Um, it's a beautiful gift. Um, so talk a little bit about how that came about and how you started to see this connection between characters and yourself, right? Like there's, is there a separation there? How's that work for you? Oh, I think we're many layered. We have many, many stories, <laughs> and many characters within ourselves, right? And this is what's fun about the storytelling. So if we think about it for a minute, we learn through parable. I mean, we read the Bible, we learn through parable. If we go back mythologically, most people know that have a sort of European background, know the stories of King Arthur and, and right? The quest for the Holy Grail. When I went back to the Celtic world, I was so excited because I found stories of women with superpowers. And I had, I mean, okay, so I knew the Greeks and the Romans. I knew some of the others, mm-hmm. but, you know, ta- maybe Tara, you know, from, from the Tibetan tradition. But I was like, ooh, these are the women of my culture and my people. So, you know, being such as like Skyach, you know, who the uh, it was a Scottish goddess that heroes would go to when they wanted mm-hmm. to actually find out the truth of who they were. Now, you were talking about the shadow and light aspects of stories, and I think stories by their nature have to be dualistic. I mean, we, when we're in this world, we tend to face those things that are good and those things that are challenging. And that's what sculpts us and creates us, right, as human beings that polishes our pearl. <laughs> and so that's what these stories do. And I feel that they're very important to tell for each age. I mean, they, the names might change. And we, we, you said that they were out of context, but they never are because these archetypes are these vast beings that go on for thousands of years. We can call them different things, but basically they're the energies of the optimizing force. Let's say some people might, I mean, who, who is a character of the optimizing force? We might say Buddha or Jesus or something like this, but there's a, a force behind these energies. And then, like, I love Lady of the Lake, right? Because she's mysterious and she's an underworld. And you don't know quite what treasure she's going to bring to the table next. And But she always empowers humanity. That's her role. She appears when we need help. So she's actually kind of a good figure for the times we're in now. <laughs> That's that's accurate, too. So we're going we're gonna to take a quick break here. We're talking with Dr. Ann Kate Sullivan all about 
world crafting through stories. Um, as, as part of our celebration here, Women's History Month um, on the Superpower Network and the theme of women who tell our stories. So we will be right back after the break. But before we cut to the break, Ayn, where do we want to send people so they can find out more about you and your beautiful work? Oh, well, you can go to AnnKateSullivan.com. My first name is A-Y-N, KateSullivan.com. Or you can go to Imaginosophy.com or InfiniteLifePublishing.com. I'm all over the place. So come and play. Beautiful, beautiful. We'll have links to those on the episode page, folks. We will be right back after the break. And make sure while we're going there, go to SuperpowerExperts.com to find out more about how you can access your superpowers and get into that space of your creative expression and become fully who you are here Now, you don't have to wait, folks. So go check out Superpower Experts, and we will be right back after the break. Stay tuned. Hello, everyone. I'm Tonya Don Reckla, Director of Superpower Experts. If you're ready to activate your superpowers and turn your lifetime journey into the journey of a lifetime, go to superpowerexperts.com and get started today. Awesome. We're back. We're talking all about superpowers here on the Superpower Experts. Today's show on the Science of Superpowers, Dr. Ayn Kate Sullivan talking about world crafting through stories. And before the break, um, Ayn, you made some really powerful points. And, and one of them in particular that that shined through for me is this idea of, you know, you, you tapped into like, these were stories about your tradition. You could find yourself in them. And it brought to mind just how incredibly important this conversation around around representation is, and it it sort of has some some edges to it, and we're not real sure how we feel about the word. But where I see real power in it is exactly what you spoke to, which is being able to find ourselves in the heroes of the stories, being able to find ourselves even in the villains of the story, in the multiplexity, right, the multifacetedness of things. And I think for a long time that was that was the conversation for women was not even being able to see ourselves reflected in things. And then through the women's movement and everything else, right, there's been this real depth and richness that has come out of what is possible within us, like good, bad, ugly, otherwise, right? It doesn't matter. Like it's all in there. We get to play with it. And what I'm seeing then is where there have been limitations for others in seeing their own complexity, right? And so it's this beautiful cycle that we're seeing of where any one of us who steps forward to say, wait, maybe we can find ourselves in these, or maybe we want to tell our stories so other people can find themselves in it, right? However those go, are we having shared experiences, right? Is anyone else like me, right? That's essentially this call of our souls out to the universe. Is there anyone else like me, right? Are you like me? Are you like me? And and that's difficult when we live in worlds where we're not seeing our way of being or our way of looking reflected. Uh, And so when we're talking about world crafting, let's talk a little bit about the responsibility of crafting worlds and how we're holding um, things when we're sharing, because we are setting out into the field of vision, our vision of some aspect of the world. How do you hold that as a creator? That's a really good question and a very deep one. And one that many people are looking at right now. And, and the way I'd answer it, is, you know, if you think about the, you know, the Russian dolls where there's a little tiny doll and then there are these other larger dolls. You know, I think there's a way that we look at the world from our own perspective. This is the way our, we were programmed. We came in, we particular culture, a particular way of saying and thinking. We have our family, our tribe. 
And there can be upsets if, if for some reason we don't fit with that tribe and we start creating, we might have to, because of that tension, redesign our story. That happens to quite a lot of people. And then there's a, a religious perspective or anti-religious perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a medical perspective. So then, so we start to grow out. Now we have a, a community perspective, a, a, a national perspective. Now we're going into global and universal perspective. What happens when we begin to tell our story from in a way that's universal? And I do believe that these archetypes can help. Now, archetypes probably are going to appear, at least it is for me, initially as part of my tribe. This was my mm-hmm. tribe. I could understand myself and my tribe, how I belong in my tribe, how I express myself through the tribe. But of course, at a certain point, that box is too small and mm-hmm. you start to join this, this bigger conversation And I think this is what's going on now is how do we thrive? How do we find this unity within our own hearts and minds and beings so that we can thrive in a culture that's at odds with itself right now? How can we link, you know, to both the past and the future and be beautiful beings in the present moment? Mm, Beautiful. I I love that, the visual, and I love how you depicted that. And, and, you know, we we think that we've stumbled onto some of that solution in the sense of, you know, we we kept trying to resolve that here at Superpower Experts. And what we eventually found was that you really can't, right? You really can't bring people together and expect that they're going to get along because we don't really have shared experiences like we like we think we do, right? Our realities aren't the same. And that's what's sort of jarring everybody right now is the realization like, whoa, like we all lived very differently, but we assumed everybody lived like we did. Whatever that was, it was normal. And we just assumed that was normal for everybody. Those of us who are more in the, the I would say, in the um, in the power majority where that was being reflected, right? Some groups that have been more marginalized, they haven't had a choice but to see them. their life is different than what's being reflected. And so that's a very different journey. The women's journey, right, is, is one that's a little unique in the sense that we make up half the population. So numerically, you know, we're, we're, we're there. But then in, in our systems and in our, our acculturations and stuff like that, we, we weren't seeing that as present, right? It wasn't as obvious. And so, so that's got its other own nuances and layers to it. And, and as we want to expand that, right, the individual wants to expand and evolve and get exposure to more and more things. We see more and more friction or messiness, right, or, or static. And, and where we what we found, at least for now, is that moving out into that vibrational space where the connections are clearer but the um, the comparisons are 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 more vague, right? So so the connections are deeper. We can feel them, but the um, our superficial distinctions sort of fade away because when we see ourselves as our brilliant sort of light essence beings, we are all very similar, and so we can kind of supersede the the static for a second and go, okay, we remember that we're all kind of of the same thing. We're all connected in some way. And then bring ourselves back from that place, knowing that the the end of the story is we find out we're all connected. So it's like, okay, let's just jump to the the spoiler and then figure out how we're going to work together. Not if we really want to, because guess what? We're going to anyway. Like we don't have a choice. We share the planet. So, you know, it's a it's a mind flip of like. Oh my gosh, that are we going to be able to do this? And we can't do this. And this person's this way. Like it's that's that trudging forward feel. But if you sort of go, okay, wait, hold on. What are we looking at here? Really? A whole bunch of people who want things their way, who have to share space. 
okay, that sounds like siblings. So we know how to do this. <laughs> like we can do this. Like we do know how to do this. It's just, it's just looking at it from a different perspective and saying, Hey, we don't, we're all in this together, folks. There, there's no choice. Like we've tried to get rid of people. Like we've tried to do, like we've done horrible things, but it's a waste of time because there's always something else to fight. Right. And I think that's sort of the realization some of us have gotten to. It's like, now what, what if we just start off from the place of, okay, we're we're done trying to figure that piece out. Now, how do we want to be here together? Right. And I think that that's, that's sort of this conversation and, and we can pull from what we've seen in the women's movement because we've allowed ourselves to go into some pretty deep places some of us are still traversing those places inside ourselves to be like, who are we? Like, what is this all about? Right. And I think there was a real gift in that oppression because we got to go find that. Right. We got to go sit in that. It's it's kind of this prey to privilege lens I've been looking at. It's like there's real value in being marginalized on some level back to the kind of outskirts because you have to observe your reality. You have no choice. That's your survival. Like you have to look at it life through a prey lens, your awareness abilities, your observation abilities, your, your pivot abilities, your flexibility, all of that is really heightened when you've been prey. And that's what's being called for right now in this world moving forward is the ability to be flexible and observant and aware and to be able to shape shift a little bit and to kind of dance in the shadows, right? And ride those waves, that fluidity that we learn from having to sit and observe our reality because we kept buttoning up against it and it was frictionful allowed for us to be really adept at this phase that we're looking at now. And, and what we're seeing is folks who haven't had the leisure of that journey, right. Or been encouraged to dive inside themselves don't have that sort of leverage right now. And they're feeling a little left out of the conversation. Um, And so when we look at it through that giant lens of like, Oh, okay, we can do this. It actually makes it easier to contend with those little moments of like, of course, we would have some friction here because we don't agree. So how are we going to harmonize this? Right. And it sounds like a lot of work, but I think what we've been doing was a lot of work. And so for those of us who look at it through those lenses, we can't deny how powerful these stories are. Right. And we hold those of us who hold the pens Right. Those of us who have the microphones, those of us who who can broadcast in some capacity, we're shaping the world and it's become very obvious. So what do we do with that? Right. Very well said. Very well said. And, you know, I, I think it's wonderful when we do have the time to contemplate. Actually, as Western women, we really can contemplate these things now. In my books, I go into the, you know, the 8 million women who were burned at the stake for trying to do this, this very thing. So we're at a, a point in time where the feminine voice can come back to the planet, which is, which is really pretty remarkable. In my, this is 40 years ago when I began my quest for the Holy Grail, which I thought of initially <laughs> as my quest for the feminine. And that's how it, it started. And then it became the quest for the, for the fairy grail. The you know, just collecting women's stories throughout a 10,000 year period of time. And what was happening in that quest for me was that I was recognizing all of these beings as aspects of my own psyche. Mm-hmm. That's really beautiful because we have many, many faces. We're complex beings. And I think in these complexities, we can actually find similarities too in the in the shadow and the light. 
mm-hmm. aspects of ourselves. You know, what I what I feel is happening now is more of a um a call by the Maitreya Buddha or a, a call into the future. It's like we know this ancient wisdom of the past, which gives us solidity and strength. It helps us tell our story, it helps us understand who we are and how we can exist together, mm-hmm. how we can pass wisdom through the ages. But also the call from the future is important too, especially. You know, if you believe that we've just stepped into the Aquarian age and all of a sudden things are AI, we're talking together on a computer, not around a fire. And how do we show up in this present moment? I believe personally that it re- that it requires a holistic mind, you know, a holistic self. This is the holy grail. This is it, where it's not really about masculine, feminine, even necessarily human. It's about it's about full presence and full consciousness and awareness. That's where we are now. And we're called to break all of those um, obstacles and boundaries that are just in our way so that the higher mind can switch on and we can live. I believe if, if when we find this holy grail within ourselves, we let go of the places that are broken, that are illusions anyway, and we begin to find our own true nature, what's real and true about who we are. I mean, that's a superpower, I think, right there, right? Just showing up in your full presence is powerful. Each one of us can do that. When we do that, when we show up as refined and holistic beings, that's when things start to change, you know, because we're inviting other people into that space. I'm inviting this deep conversation with my dear friend, Tanya, you know, we invite (laughs) the globe, we invite many other people to step into this conversation with us. And then, then, then things change because we don't go into division anymore. What's the point? Right. It's beautiful. And, I, and as you're talking, it's like, I kind of feel like maybe we should like share that, that, you know, when you get to that whole place, you continue to be taught. It is what teaches you. Like, it's a beautiful experience that you get to have when you know that experience of your own wholeness and consider it. You're on a journey of your own discovery process of self, others, the world. And it's the most personalized, beautiful journey you can follow just for you, your own private experience of the of the gazillion verse, right? Inside of you in your way with whatever you want to identify with as creation creator. And it can change, right? It can take all the faces like in speaking to, and that's yours, your private little experience. And 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 when we remember that, I think there's this sacredness to the journey that returns to us where we can say, okay. Okay, like this is kind of fun out there. As long as I don't have to say that's me and that's me and identify with him, that's all I am, right? If I know I've got this sacred space where I can go back to and rest and be refueled and create and held and loved and talk and did it, all those things, and I know that the world looks very different to me. It's a playground. But when I think of that as all I am, it's incredibly terrifying when I can't make sense of it. And here's the thing, you're never going to make sense of the world. It's freaking crazy. Like it, it's it, it's a compilation of all of our expressions of energy and, and some massive algorithms put together in some format. None of us can make sense of it because the amount of data that's informing it is ridiculous, right? So to try to make sense of the world is kind of a crazy pursuit. Try to make sense of yourself, right? Sit in yourself. And that world is yours, right? And it makes so much sense to you. And it helps you make sense of the world. 
right? It's this beautiful experience. And so the journey is very much worth it. I love, Ain, that you speak of the evolution of the grail journey for yourself. Many of us have similar journeys. Put that hero's journey motif onto your own life and start realizing like you've been questing your entire existence and pick another quest. There are advanced courses to play here, folks. So so let's liven up a little bit. Let's let's get whole and get confident about our ability to create a world that we all want to live in. That feels exciting for all of us. And thank you for, for you, for the work you do, for synthesizing stories, for bringing them forward, making them relevant, um, and just sharing your brilliance and your light with all of us. We, we honor you. We so love that you're a part of the network. And um, I couldn't think of a better person to start off this month with as a woman who tells our stories um, and someone who's been in the relentless pursuit of telling our stories and her own for so long. Um, thank you on behalf of all of us. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that you're giving us all a sacred space where we can explore these very deep conversations and that we can actually grow and wake up together. It's it's amazing. Thank you for everything you do. Well, thank you. It's been an honor to, to, to create and to play with people in it. If you want to know what it feels like to be reminded of that sense, right, that feeling of wholeness, go to superpowerexperts.com and get started now. Folks, we love you all. Continue to shine, find your voice, share your voice. And women, this is our month. Go out there and be courageous this month and go tell some stories, all right? We love you all. Until next time, goodbye for now. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.